0: Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B, and on this show, we'll talk truth on tough topics to help you normalize and navigate the junk and invite you to choose Epic Joy on the daily. Because let's be honest, life gets to be a whole lot of both. We'll jam on beliefs, breakups, body image, and so much more to create breakthroughs and become the truest you. Like my mama bee always says, put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Let's start. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Heartbreak Happy Hour. Today is the time of the week where we're doing a summer series to help folks shift out of heartbreak and into their healing process. So uh this is our second month doing the series. I just want to thank everybody who has sent in questions, who has bopped on with us and gotten their questions answered. We are gonna be doing two more sessions, two more sessions of Heartbreak Happy Hour, actually this one, and then there'll be there will be one more before kind of summer vibes are over over in august and so make sure that you get your questions in every week before we go live and if you have any comments while you're on here with us you can drop them in the comments and we'll do our best to get to those as well so i'm just going to give it a couple minutes because i have an incredible co-host and true story she does not use social media anymore she used to use social media like like a lot of us do, and then she just realized that it was so it just wasn't serving her um in a way that she needed, and so she bopped off of Facebook and Instagram and all the things, and so she is borrowing she is borrowing someone else's Instagram to bop on with us today, so hang tight here, we will try to get her in here and um, get going. But if you guys have any questions right now, <clears throat> sorry, a little COVID cough extra. I got COVID a couple weeks ago. Um, actually, three weeks, to, three and a half weeks to be be honest. Um, and that shit lingers, you guys. It lingers. Um, but luckily... Anyways, we're through it and on with it, but if you've got questions, you can go ahead and drop them in now, or you can say, hey, you can say, hello, how's your summer been? And we will see if we can get our co-host on here in just a couple minutes. You know, when I was going through um, heartache and heartbreak, and I'm realizing, too, after doing these lives that... For many of you, you're actually not divorced, but so many of these principles are life principles and life happiness hacks, joy hacks that can meet you right where you're at. So much of the work that I do as a life coach is actually helping people navigate the junk and shift into a space of joy. Same thing with heartbreak to healing. Maybe your heartbreak and heartache is coming from feeling a sense of separation in some other way in your life. Maybe you're feeling a little bit separated from humans in general. Maybe you're feeling separated from your job or from your friendships. It doesn't have to be in your romantic relationships, but a lot of these things might hit home for you. So thanks for jumping on today. Thanks for submitting all of your incredible incredible questions. Um, they really, really hit home for so many people. So I am Heidi B. I'm a divorced co- divorce coach and I help women reclaim their joy so that they can move forward faster. I know so many of us, so many of us when we're feeling that icky, sticky stuff and feeling like crap in our lives, we just kind of want to avoid it. And we find ways outside of ourselves to numb those feelings. And a lot of times we seek that numbing through external factors, through work, keeping ourselves busy. I call it the over syndrome. So maybe you're overeating, right? Maybe you're over drinking. Maybe you're over shopping. Maybe you're even over exercising or you're over working, like whatever it is, you're overdoing it. Maybe you're over socializing. You're just trying to cram your schedule full of everything that you possibly can to distract yourself from feeling that tough stuff. And so what we really wanna do on Heartbreak Happy Hour is help you navigate those waters so that you don't have to just go through the tough stuff alone, so that you know you're not alone. Because one of the things that I did, I wish that there was a station that I could drop into um, where they were doing stuff like this, to be totally honest. Um, I've got my cup of joy juice here. There's just water in this one today. Let me know what your joy juice is. Drop it in the comments below. But um, I was definitely over drinking, over napping, over... I was doing all the overs to try to get over it. And filling your life with all the overdoings really doesn't help you move forward faster. I think that's one of the biggest common misconceptions um, is that I'll just keep myself super busy and super distracted. and, And if I do that, then I'll be able to move forward faster. And it's the exact opposite. Unless we take the time to actually let all of it sink in and focus on ourselves and focus on the feelings... And do that in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming and traumatizing. Because I think that for a lot of us going through heartache and heartbreak, what happens is those feelings, we've been taught to suppress them, push them down, shove them, shove them down, or just get over them or just replace them with happy feelings. And that's actually not how it works. We have to feel in order to heal. And so that's so much of what we do in my group at Joyfully Divorced. And if you're not familiar yet, and you are navigating the waters of heartache and heartbreak through divorce, you're going to want to get into our five-month container. It's a five-month group experience, and it is kicking off in September of this year. It's a five-month healing experience that you'll be in there with other divorced women other women who are working towards healing their heartbreak so they can move forward faster because one of the like i said one of the most biggest mistakes that i made was number one number one i tried to distract myself in all the ways, you name it, I've tried it, drop it in the comments, what are you trying that's not working? What are you trying that's keeping you stuck and not helping you move forward faster? What are you trying to distract yourself from feeling your feelings? What have you tried? Because I guarantee you, you can't name one thing that I didn't try, unless it was like drugs or something, because I didn't, I didn't try drugs. But there's no shame, there's no blame, there's no guilt. I mean, my drug of choice was food, And food can be a drug, I suppose, so like emotionally eating, eating my emotions and drinking my emotions. I I did a lot of that to numb out instead of moving forward. The second mistake that I made was I isolated. I really brought it all in. I didn't want anybody to see me in my pain. I didn't want anybody to know I was going through a divorce. I didn't want anybody to know that I was struggling, including the people who I cared about the most in my life who loved me no matter what, family, friends, all the things, all the things. I don't want them to see me in pain. I didn't want them to feel the pain with me. There were just so many stories I was telling myself to keep myself stuck. But guess what? Here's the crazy part. We have to, we get to, that's one of my favorite phrases. Instead of saying, I have to, you get to say, we get to. In order to move forward, we get to have our grief, our pain, and our heartache witnessed. One of the things that I learned in my grief and trauma training is that unless our pain and grief is witnessed, it stays stuck and stagnant. It stays like if you threw a bunch of things in the trash and they just kept rotting and rotting and rotting. That's what happens when we shove down our emotions, when we suppress our emotions. It stinks. It stays stuck within us and it stinks and it becomes toxic in our bodies and our being. And until we get that pain and that grief witnessed, it just sits. It just sits there and gets stinky and clogs us up. So I think our co-host is jumping on. Let me see. If it's not her, we'll just get a surprise guest. But let's see what she's got here. Let me review the request and go live here. Like I said, she's borrowing someone else's Instagram, so we'll just see. Give me two seconds, you guys, and we'll see if her beautiful, beautiful face pops up. Let's see, surprise, there she is. It It is me. me. Hi Judy. Can you hear me okay?
1: Yeah, can you hear me?
0: I can hear you. Can you guys hear her? Give thumbs up, give loves. I was just telling everybody that you are off social media. It does your life and body and well being so much good. And I just admire that so much. It's been a while that you've been off social media. Yeah. And you guys may recognize Carrie. She's been on several episodes of Cup of Joy, the podcast, but we've never gone live before. So she has gone. Out of her way to borrow someone else's Instagram. So the Instagram you guys see, please do not message this person. Please do not use it. I mean, maybe he'll get a bunch of friends. I don't know. Maybe maybe go ahead and message. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. My, my lover, he is like so social. So you could message him and he'll just chat away with you. He, pr- you know, he might be like, what, who is this? But um, yeah, go, go like his content though. Cause if you love mother earth, if you love the plants, he has some great content on there and just supporting his business. So
0: yeah. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. We get like co co-relationship, whatever you call that. We're like <laughs> yeah. get in on this good stuff today because the questions we have today, Carrie, are so mm. incredibly juicy. I just kind of set the scene up for everybody and we've been jamming on a couple different things, but we haven't touched the the questions. Um, and really the concept of Tuesday nights now is to just help people wherever they're at. You don't have to be divorced. You don't have to be going through a breakup. But if you are, you're going to get a lot of nuggets of mm-hmm. this. But it's like wherever you're at, that your heart is just feeling a little bit of tightness or hurt like we're going to help people the best we can coming from personal and professional experience to like really shift into mm-hmm. the healing space and mm-hmm. so of course you're always one of my go-to women and queens for the healing space and we haven't hung out in a long time so i know tell everybody uh, give us a little taste of who you are and what brings you here today
1: mm-hmm. what brings me here is my love for you <laughs>
0: Yeah, all the love. Uh, you
1: know, honestly, what brings me here is coming from somebody who has experienced divorce and experienced heartbreak in in multiple different ways—not just my my marriage, but in just relationships in general throughout my my process and and life being here on this earth and. To be able to just create some opportunity for people to have some ahas, some hope, some clarity, whatever it is that our conversation is going to bring to be able to help them to move forward through anything that they're navigating. And and honestly, it's like any type of a breakup because it can be friendships as well that can be really painful. So that my intention is just to be here and to serve and to, to share from my heart and from my experiences and from my wisdom that I have. And, and I don't know what's going to come, but I know it's always really good when you and I get together and conversate. So I'm excited to be here.
0: Ah, oh, thank you for all of that. And for anybody just jumping on, if you're wondering who in the world are these two beautiful souls and is, <laughs> what's your lover's name? Rick. And yeah. where is Rick? Rick is allowing Carrie to borrow and and spread our our message with his channel today. So we just want to give him so much love and appreciation for bringing us their space with these beautiful souls that are jumping on. And we're gonna do that by um, just jumping into some of these juicy questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. I don't okay. even know what they are. So I know I haven't shared the questions with you, and honestly, I just kind of. Um, copy and paste them into a running sheet. And mm-hmm. I take them either because I just want to be present with whatever comes up with us. So I don't really pre plan anything. It's all just here for us to just kind of take in the moment. But if you guys are jumping on or joining, feel free to drop any questions you have for for the healing process down below and we'll do our best mm-hmm. to all those and get those as well so the first question that has come in and some of these i saved specifically for you because this is our mm-hmm. sixth uh tuesday night of doing this so um mm-hmm. some of them i've saved just for your heart <laughs> uh, and some of them uh they just popped in this week so the first one says everything reminds me of my ex and mm-hmm. it makes me sad how do i make it stop
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, first of all, just honoring how painful that is, that everywhere you go, everything that you experience just continually reminds you of this person and, and the heartbreak that's been created. So um, yeah, just taking a moment and just pausing and just really just just letting, letting us, you and I, honor honor anyone that's in that experience because it's so incredibly painful. Um, it's like, it's, it, it's this feeling of like, I can't escape it. And, um, and so my, my invitation for anybody who is experiencing that is just allow yourself to settle in, in whatever's coming up, the sadness, the pain, the anger, the rage, whatever, maybe all of the above that, you know, what you what, what, what continually shows up that reminds you of this relationship, because there's information in there and there's this opportunity for for such intimacy with yourself, and um, and this ability to really really be with the the broken heart and the pain that's that's in your system, and and it's it's being you're being reminded of that because there's this opportunity to really go deep in it so that you can really really truly heal it, because. There is no skirting around, jumping over, bypassing our pain for us to really be able to transmute it, meaning uh, heal it. We got to go into it. We got to really, truly feel it. And that can feel so scary when it's so heavy and really, really deep. And you can take sips of the pain too. So it's not a matter of just going, like, let's just go deep into it and just, you know, get lost and flooded by it it's not necessarily that unless you feel like that's that you have the ability and the resource to be able to go deep in it but it's really about just um just allowing yourself to feel it because we've we've got to feel it to heal it and Mm -hmm. and there's there's no other way around it thank goodness because there's so much wisdom there's so much um potent medicine that we have when we go into our pain that, um, that is created in our system because we then get to see it for what it is, which is a gift of creating the wisdom, like I said, the empathy, the understanding. And um, if there's any examples, it's you and I, two people who have actually experienced the pain of that. And because we are willing to go deep within it, we now have this message that we get to share with others of, of you know, there is hope, there is lightness on the other side of it. And that's, that's, that's the wisdom that comes from the pain Mm. and we go out and we share that. So, so there's this opportunity inside of it for, for so much expansion and awareness and healing and empathy and all of that good juicy stuff. Mm.
0: So many incredible nuggets in there. And I just want to add to that, that like you said, in order to, in their words. Right. And again, you guys, we don't have all the backstory. So as coaches and mm-hmm. light workers, and healers and things like that, we, we would typically ask more questions, yeah. go deeper on this, but we're going to do the best we can just making some assumptions tonight. <clears throat> but when she, or he said, how do I make it stop?
1: Yeah.
0: You stop. That is the answer. You slow down. You stop. You be. Mm-hmm yourself. And the first thing that we want to do, we talked about this a little bit when I first jumped on alone is we want to flee. We want to run away. We want to isolate. We want to hide. And what I've learned over the past couple of months, and I've, I've started to study grief, Carrie, just mm-hmm. on a deeper than you and I did um, a couple of years ago. I've been starting to study grief. And what I've learned about grief is it just really, and when a lot of times when people say I'm sad, they're going through heartbreak, they really mean deeper grief. Mm-hmm. And yeah. grief has to be witnessed. Mm-hmm in order to be processed Mm -hmm. and so sometimes if it feels scary to stop scary to slow down scary to feel sad and or insert 200 other feelings because you will feel them all it's okay to find a safe resource yeah to hear to safely be seen safely be heard in whatever you're navigating right now in your life if you're experiencing sadness or grief on any level with friendship with a lover with a, a co-worker with a parent with with anything if you're experiencing that don't be afraid to resource someone who feels like a safe space to have all of that witnessed because I call that practicing your pain Mm -hmm. If we have to practice being in our pain Mm -hmm. and if we don't know how to practice our pain, we can easily re-traumatize ourselves is what I believe, Mm -hmm. you know, and so Mm -hmm. finding resources that can do that with you alongside of you, hold your hand as you go through, they'll likely Mm -hmm. teach you how to process and practice that pain on your own as well. But when we're first coming out the gate in all of it, it can feel so over flooding, overwhelming, like mm-hmm. you're just washed over of emotions. And I hear so many times women say like, I don't even know what I'm feeling. I can't even describe it. I don't even know what I'm thinking. I don't even know what the next steps are. It mm-hmm. feels so hard. And that's because you haven't learned how to journey safely yet in your own being. Yeah. 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 So good. Oh um, my gosh, so
1: many good things. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's do question two because there's like yeah. 15. Yeah. There's so <laughs> you're gonna have so much to say. Um the second one says, I feel really lost. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know who I am anymore. I know what we just talked about. How did you find yourself after divorce? What should I do? What were your must-haves for moving forward?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a lot there. <laughs>
1: Oh, that one's gonna take me back. Um I can like this one hits so hard because I can so relate to it.
0: Yep, me too. Um
1: oh yeah, yeah. Um I got just a little bit of backstory. I got married at nineteen and i was pregnant so we were bringing a child into the world and i was just a little girl <laughs> i mean just just thinking back on it it's like whoa, how did i do that um and fast forward 14 years had three other children um just miserable i was i was just miserable in in my life, because I really, truly, actually, never knew who I was, um, and even in the marriage. So, it you know, some people, um, the the way that I can I can relate to it is just that, you know, maybe some people thought they knew who they were, and then you know, the the relationship ends and they don't know who they are. But for me personally, it was like, I you know, looking back, I didn't even know who I was during the marriage. So look, and then especially once the marriage ended, it was like. You know now I really don't know and then add on top of it I left a very a very strict religion just a couple months before leaving my marriage so not only was I leaving my marriage I was also leaving the religion that was my whole entire life so I can I deeply deeply resonate with that I didn't know who I was and um and so my uh just my advice with that is Just choose to put on just just a different just a slight tweak of a lens of perspective of how you're choosing to look at this and instead of like I don't know who I am being able to look at it from this lens of I get to discover who I am now going forward and and so it gets to be this unfolding and this curiosity around who am I what lights me up what is my purpose you know what what just what just really feeds my soul and just go from this this curiosity space rather than this lostness um because there's 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 still an element of i don't know in there but curiosity feels so much lighter and so much more exciting than that feeling of lost
0: ooh that is beautiful beautiful advice choosing curiosity over fear is one hundred percent one of my top tips one of my Mm -hmm. go it is and and even beyond what you said because I always tell women that are navigating this process the same thing you get to discover and uncover Mm -hmm. now what you desire and so for many of us who have been in relationships we've really taken on this structured self by choosing social social norms or by morphing into the significant other process right Mm -hmm. and we've it's the easier route to go to not decide what you like who you are and it sounds backwards like Mm -hmm. most people are like I don't want but actually when you're so used to other people and in your case your religion was making choices for you society was telling you how to be you yeah. telling you how to be a mom and how to be you know mm-hmm. a, a, a wife and all these different things and then you're stripped of those titles and those identities and instantly yeah. go whoa <laughs> whoa Who am I? what do i do now right mm-hmm. i still have heart. I still have this soul inside of me. I still have this working Mm -hmm. mind, but I don't know how to make it all work together. I I am so confused. And so I love what you said, this loving lens, like put on your loving lens glasses and choose to change your fear into curiosity. I oftentimes tell women like this is not so many times women tell me, ah, it's just, I don't want to start over. I don't want to start over. Actually, you can't. You're not starting over. Actually, Mm -hmm. you're continuing your journey. Mm -hmm. You're not starting over. You're opening Mm -hmm. a new page in this chapter book. And that gets to feel really exciting because it's not written. And I think the unwritten is oftentimes feels really troubling and really scary when we've had people and things telling us how to live our lives. But now we get to step into this new chapter of really going, it's so permission filled. It's so full of choice. And instead of feeling Mm. overwhelmed, just use it as an opportunity to try everything. Try the things that seemed untouchable before because now you're stepping into a new version of yourself that you get to create. You get to decide how she speaks. You get mm-hmm. to how she's seen. Heck, you maybe even get to choose a new name for yourself. Yeah, I, I did yeah. for the long time. I didn't even have a real last name. Heidi B wasn't my legal name, and I just started calling myself that. Yeah. and nobody knew any different. But it's like here I am, and I don't know what's gonna work. Like, be okay not knowing for a while, practicing mm-hmm. uncertainty, and going. Mm-hmm. I- if I'm gonna like it or if I'm gonna leave it, but I'm gonna try it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm just okay. World, here I am, and the other part of your curiosity, I think, is also we have to be so gentle and kind with ourselves while we're exploring. Yeah. Yes. Okay? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah,
1: because we're going to we're going to we're going to dip our fingers in some sauces that um, don't really feel an integrity with us or it doesn't feel like it really vibes. And that's okay, because you don't know until you know. And so um, me personally, I, I call myself a stove toucher. When people tell, you know, like your mom's like, don't touch the stove, it's hot. I'm like, mm, I think I need to touch it, because I need to know, I need to know what hot really truly is. And then once I've done that, now it's like, okay, you, people can tell me what hot is, but I know what hot is. Because I touched it and I experienced it, so now I now now going forward, I'm I'm just not going to do it. Nobody even needs to tell me not to. I'm just I'm just not going to because it's a it's a no for me. It's it's because from experience, and so yeah. sometimes people people need to try some things and try it on for size and see see what is like. Is this a yes for me? Does this feel like it lights up my soul, or does this actually dim dim me and my light? And you don't know until you try so yeah just giving yourself permission to explore
0: mm, that's so good as you as you said two things like taste like just taste test kind of mm-hmm. and then hot it made me think of that show where they have like all the different i haven't really watched it but i've seen commercials <laughs> where they have all the different hot sauces yeah the reason why i love this analogy is because my my version of like i might taste the first hot sauce and be like woo that is the hottest. And you might go down to sauce number eight and go like, "It still tastes like salsa to me. Yeah. Based on our experiences and based on our past wounds and all the things that have led us to this point right here, right now, every little dip is going to taste different to all of our taste buds, Mm -hmm. So we can't compare our heat index to someone else's heat index. Right. never want to say that, like, well, that person has it worse than me. You know, they had this happen and that happened and this happened. Like I could never, no, it doesn't matter. We don't want to compare. We just want to feel what we're feeling at the level we're feeling it. Mm -hmm. And then there with that right there in that moment. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Being lost is really an opportunity to find your, find your likes, Mm -hmm. find your index, expand your capacity for things. I, I, I remember when I went through this, this process that at first I was so scared to get curious. Yeah. So if you told me that I would be like, you're crazy. You're crazy. Because curiosity takes courage.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it does.
0: But the only way, and you and I did a podcast on confidence, which you guys need to definitely check out on Cup of Joy. Um, we won't go into it in this moment, but The only way to create confidence and courage is to actually step into the tasting.
1: Mm -hmm. The unknown.
0: You can't just watch somebody else do the taste testing and ask them how it went and expect Mm -hmm. to uh, know what that feels like for yourself and expand your capacity. You have to step into it yourself. I had one of my clients, I'll just share this quick story. One of my clients say to me that um, she was feeling a little more interested in putting herself out there and not in a dating way in a friendship way. She's like, Heidi, this is a lonely AF. And I'm like, I get it girl. So we're working through the loneliness patterns. But the other thing is she's like, I got to tell you the other day, there were these guys right outside my apartment building and they were all just like playing cards. and I love playing cards. And part of me just wanted to be like, Hey guys, I love playing cards. Do you think I could join a game sometime? And I said, do it if your yeah. intuition gave you that ping. Like, mm-hmm. ask those guys if I could play cards sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do it because the mm-hmm. what happens is they say no, and your rejection wound goes ouch. See, you shouldn't have tried that. But your courage goes, we did it, we did, did it, it. And, we're, and we didn't we die. We didn't die. <laughs> yeah, okay. I I can live with a couple people not wanting me to play cards with them, right? So like. Mm-hmm. Try your curiosity, try everything. I'm telling you, I had to try so many things mm-hmm. before I found the things that really lit me up on life. I was mm-hmm. willing to do it because I didn't want to sit in the struggle anymore. And I knew that mm-hmm. one of the ways through was curiosity and courage.
1: I think an important piece too, to just um, just let let everyone land in their system is that as you're discovering who you are, as you know, after leaving a relationship, that it's just take that pressure off yourself that you have to figure it out and that whatever it is, it's gonna be permanently who you are. So you've got to figure it out and just know that we are constantly evolving and expanding humans. And we're the only thing that's permanent is change. Change is inevitable. We're always evolving and changing. And so what you like today and who you discover yourself as today, is not who you're going to be most likely in a year and 10 years. Like, you're you're going to constantly evolve. So just kind of settling in that, in that truth that mm. I get to decide what feels good and right for me in this moment. And I reserve the right to change my mind at any point. Mm. Who, oh, who, who I was and what I was exploring and um, interested in when I first divorced is nothing that I'm interested in now and who I am now. Right down to, I mean, the clothes that I choose to wear, the, the conversations that I have, the places that I go to, the activities that I engage in. It's all so different. And who I was in that moment after leaving my, my religion and my divorce is, was, was right. And it was true. And it was, it was good. It was, it was me discovering pieces and parts of myself that, that we're, we're wanting to be unlocked and wanting to be explored. And then it, it continually evolves and expands into just a new and different and improved version of me. And that's really fun knowing that it's it's always evolving and
0: changing. So it's not a matter of I've got to figure this out right now. It's just now have fun exploring it. Yes. I love that permissioning piece. I love using the phrase what's right for me, right now, mm-hmm. yeah, it could literally be the right now of right now. It could be the right now of this week. Yeah, it could be the right now of this month. I love giving my person myself permission to go. What's right for me right now? Mm-hmm. Who I right now?
1: Because that's all that really exists.
0: That's is all. right. Now. <laughs> this is yeah. it what we're in right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right next question is, um, what, are there any books that you liked for, uh, moving on or growing the self? Those were the specific. Mm.
1: Um, oh, okay. So I'm really bad with remembering book names. Um, I may have to get back to you on, on it, but it was, it was, um, it was about, it was about love. Um, it is, it's literally escaping my mind. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get back to you on the yeah. title level, and then you can share it maybe in the, in yeah, the we'll comments. The uh, but, yeah, so basically this book, um, I, I feel like it was by the people that made the secret, um, but Anyways, it I'm almost positive. It was the person that made the book, the secret, but it was, it was a different book and it was about love. And that's like, that's the recipe for having a really full, uh, abundant, happy, fulfilled life.
0: Mm. And
1: that was foreign for me because yeah, I realized, so when I was divorcing, I also was full and fully in eating disorders, exercise addiction, bulimia, um, overeating I mean it was just you name it I was I was just I was just full in a lot of pain and a lot of lostness and when I came across across this book I had this realization that I didn't love my life and really what it boiled down to is I did not love myself And, and then what really just hit me is I don't even know what that feels like, what that looks like. I had been chasing external ways to try to get to a place where I could feel contentment in my life and just peace and happiness and all of that stuff. And I was, I was searching outside of myself and really it just doesn't work that way. And um, so it, it it was just such a, a mind blowing moment for me of realizing that it's not an, an, it's not an external job for me to, to get these desires that I'm wanting in this life that I'm, that I'm desiring. It's an internal job. And it really, it starts with loving myself. And so then I went down this whole path of, of just getting curious around what does that even look like? I don't, I don't, I don't know what that looks like or what that feels like. And, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll figure out what the book is and then I'll, I'll share it. But it was, it was such a great, easy read. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was hands down, like the book that really changed things for me and the direction of, of how I was showing up for myself and mm-hmm. for my healing. Yep. Yeah.
0: I remember feeling the exact same thing in what you said of, I don't love my life. And at first I just thought it's because I got divorced and da da and then mm-hmm. when I did deep searching, mm-hmm. went, Oh, it's cause I don't love myself. I got divorced because I didn't love myself. And mm-hmm. that was really hard truth to admit a while down the road, because for a long time, I was just like, maybe it was this and it was that. And if we did this and we did that and all the shoulds and coulds and woulds and blah, 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 that drive you crazy mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. I went, wow, I really don't know what deep self love. Looks like, feels like inside my whole entire body. And I was telling my mom actually last week I was having lunch with her and she didn't know this about me, but I said, Mom, like the greatest gift that I got from my divorce was I learned how to deeply fall in love with myself. And she just started just Mm. couldn't believe Mm. that others love you. Like my mother, I'll speak for myself. My mother loves me on a level that is indescribable. I feel it. And I, and it wasn't because of her that I yeah. love myself. That's a hard thing for a mom to swallow when their kid admits like, I just didn't even love myself. Like I had a mom yeah. that loved me every day hugged me kissed me told me how beautiful I was and how amazing I was and how proud of me she was and all the things you can be whatever you want to be kind of mom and mm-hmm. still I just had things that ate away at me that I didn't believe those things about myself mm-hmm. until I went through mm-hmm. my divorce and went wow mm-hmm. I get to choose me because I was relying on my partner on my ex for years to carry that for me. And Mm -hmm. until he left, I wasn't responsible. I didn't take responsibility to do it for myself. And it can be, it can be a very empowering process for yourself when you go, whoa, if I don't love my life, I'm gonna look at myself and I'm gonna learn to become so deeply in love with all of her wounds and all of her pains and all of her joys and all of her um, proud moments, all of it, all of her, and then move forward with mm-hmm. just serving her on such a higher level. And when I did that, then I found the life that I fell in love with. And it, like you said, continues to evolve. It's mm-hmm. just unreal, mm-hmm. unreal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've I've had this question before on this, but I definitely wanted to get your take on it about the book. So I'm going to um, pass on, on answering that question. But um, there's just so many good ones. Well, I'll name a couple. There's one. Brene Brown does a book called The Gifts of Imperfection that is just a mm-hmm. beautiful book about understanding yourself on a deep level. Um,
1: and
0: yeah. has a book called The High Five Habits which um, is really beautiful for just like shifting some habit things, but we need to go deeper into the body. Um, And then there was a book called um, May Cause Miracles by Gabby Bernstein. That was a really eye opener for me. Me. Um, And I recently read a book called Make Room for Joy, but Mm. it has some religious undertones to it. So what I do with any book though, is I take what serves me and I leave what doesn't. And, and, and so that one was kind of neat. So I'll drop all those in the show notes as well on cup of joy. But, um, this one, Ooh, this one's there's so many good ones today, Carrie. Mm -hmm. Um, this one says I have had a very painful separation from my ex. Mm -hmm. I caught him cheating on me. Mm -hmm. I've decided it's best for me to have as little engagement as possible, but we have kids everyone keeps telling me to do it for the kids. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that means, like, just show up more, be a part of things. That's um, right. But my heart is breaking every time I see my ex. Do yeah. you have suggestions on healthy coping for co-parenting? For mm-hmm. pictures, drop-offs, shared occasions that can't be split. Mm-hmm. And I know you mm-hmm. do a superb job co-parenting um, with your ex, and, and maybe it's taken some time. I- Oh, but maybe you can share a little bit on this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, you know, co-parenting it, it, it's, it's a two way, it's a, it's, it's two ways. So you can have all the intention of wanting to have a really civil, um, great, you know, relationship as far as the co-parenting goes. Uh, but then if the partner or the, the, um, you know, your ex doesn't, you know, that's, that's a whole different whole different ballgame. But for me personally, uh I've been so incredibly blessed to have such a powerful, amazing, beautiful friendship and relationship with my my kid's dad. Um uh, we've been divorced now for over a decade and in the beginning it wasn't it wasn't super easy because we both had so much pain from the relationship and the and just just what was created and, and, um, just all the hurts that happened throughout the relationship. So, um, we both had to really, truly own that and navigate that, you know, our own pains that, um, that we, that we experienced and then the pains that we created. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, You know, luckily, my ex was willing to look at his pain that that was created by me and then the pain that he created, you know, towards me and was willing to look at that and heal that. And we we've had multiple conversations. So communication, if it's possible, will be really important. Just to speak to, to the, to, you know, your ex on, you know, this is, this is, this is where I'm hurt. This is how I feel. Now, if that's not available or like an option, then it's all going to be an internal job of you really truly being with, once again, being with the pain there is no bypassing skirting around it it's so important to really truly be with what's here and the pain that was created through this relationship so um, going through your own process of really being with that so i'm going to speak from a, uh, one of my experiences that i had and it wasn't my ex cheating on me But when we divorced, he chose to, he just really wanted to be in a relationship and his, the girl that he was dating was going to move to another state and he chose to leave his children. We were not together anymore. Uh, We were officially, we were divorced, but he chose to leave his children. And, um, that was that, that caused so much rage within me of like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, and I really had to, I really had to navigate through the anger that I had towards him for making that choice and the pain that he was creating for our children. And, um, and then just kind of, you know, leaving, leaving me to do everything, literally everything. Um, all that he was doing was just giving me some money every month. So, I, you know, the, the, everything was on my shoulders as far as um, taking care of the children. And so the, the resentment and the anger that I had, that was just, I mean, so incredibly activated in my body. And what I realized is that by me holding this, I'm justified um, to, to hold this. And I could, I could choose to hold this anger and this rage and this resentment and this pain. And if I do, there's a consequence to that within myself, and that is that I'm holding resentment and anger and rage and, and all of this stuff, and it's, and it's going to impact my experience and how I'm showing up in this life and, and in all relationships, not just my relationship with my ex. You know. Um, so I chose to like, really truly go through this path of forgiveness and, and come to that place of really truly like seeing him for for like the humanness that he is and seeing from a lens of i like i get why he did this i get i get it he's wanting so desperately to be to feel loved and feel connected and it's not it's it wasn't the best choice For his family, but that was a choice that he made and just being able to come to a place of understanding it, not that it was okay, but understanding it and really truly letting it go for me, not for him. I was doing it for me because holding that was so heavy in my body and it was affecting me in all parts of my life. So I was doing it for me, Mm. but what ended up happening was this, this beautiful ripple effect throughout my family of me choosing to really, truly forgive. And that was not easy. It was not a, I'm going to forgive. And the next day I'm like, I feel all love for him. And it was, it was a process. Mm -hmm. It was such a process. And when I knew that I had gotten to that place was when he was sharing something that was happening in his life. And I felt actual joy for him. Because when you're not happy with somebody, if they're experiencing anything good in their life, they're like, you're just like, "Eh, I don't like, I don't want, I want you to be miserable just like I am.
0: I want you to be miserable
1: like I am. Yes. So that's when I really knew, okay, I did it. I did it. I've really truly come to this place of forgiveness for him. Now, the ripple effect that it's created was my children didn't have to like create this choosing sides even if we even if a, even if a parent does not speak it that they're that they you know hate their their ex the children can feel the vibe yes. they can feel when there's when there's resentment and there's like a charge there between the two of you and 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 that's something that's really uncomfortable for children And so, so my children got to really, truly feel that there was no picking between mom or dad, like they got to really, truly settle in that like, this is my dad, this is my mom, and I don't have to choose anything. So Mm. that was like, that was such a gift to be able to give my children for me going through my process of forgiving. And then my relationship with my ex, everything is so light now. Everything, the the open, the communication, the, the, the respect, the friendship that is there is all because I chose to forgive Mm. and, and, and he, Chose to forgive. So he had to go through his process. So there was, there was like,
0: there was such a, it was, it was a. Okay, let quick 20 second timeout to talk about an amazing free resource for you or someone you know who's feeling sick and tired of crying on the bathroom floor drained from divorce. I get it. I stayed stuck in the struggle bus for far too long because I didn't know what to do next. It's time to get up off that bathroom floor and hit the reboot button to start moving forward. Simply share or visit joyfullydivorced.com today to download the free what now workbook. It's a blueprint that outlines the six simple steps to starting fresh. I've taken the guesswork out of what's next because we all deserve to design the life we truly desire. Now let's get back to the show. It was a like both sides, both sides. And I'm so thankful that, that he did. And now
1: fast forward, he ended up coming out of that relationship and chose to move. I had moved to a different state and he chose to move to the state that I'm in. And we now have such a beautiful relationship of co-parenting where we actually do holidays together, birthdays, I take him out on Father's Day, he takes me out on Mother's Day. I have my beloved and he and we, we've done Father's Day and my, my lover's there and we're at my parents' house and my ex-husband's there. We're just such an untraditional family. And I have now been able to see that him choosing to do that, because once again, there is wisdom and there's like such a powerful opportunity for expansion and growth in our pain. Mm -hmm. I realize now that by him leaving, it gave me the opportunity to really, truly stand in my strength and understand like what type of person I am and what I am capable of. I had been, I had been dependent on him even with us being divorced that he would show up and he would you know help with different things and we would and so him leaving it it gave me this opportunity to really show up and see who I am what I'm made of yes. and so I see the value of that pain and of that choice that he created uh for for me and, and he's had to work through his his sadness and 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 grief of, of what that choice created for his relationship with his children and has come to me since and and apologized and that doesn't I didn't need it I didn't need it it does feel good yeah. but I had come to a place that I actually didn't need the apology I had already fully come to a place of forgiveness and understanding the gift of those choices so that's that's kind of my take on on my experience is that what happened is not okay. You know, if there's, if, there's, if there's something that a partner has done, an ex-husband that has done that has caused pain, it's not okay. And it is our responsibility now going forward to go through the process of forgiving, not for them, but for you.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: To really truly let go of the shackles of resentment and anger and, and sadness and all of that, that, that really truly weighs your body down. Mm -hmm. And it can it can manifest in physical form. Yeah. uh, Like physical pain, physical illness when we hold and hold and hold all of this. So it's for you. Letting this go is for you. We've got to get that into our head. Forgiveness is not about that person. Everybody gets impacted in a positive way, but it's for you. Mm. That
0: was beautiful. Thank you for all of that. And I had never heard that part of your journey before. And so that was really mm-hmm. important. also here, the choice, the choice to do what you needed to do for you, first of all, and then to let life do what it was going to do. And over time it's come full circle to serve you. Yeah. And I think that that's a really can be a really tricky thing to navigate to choose yourself yeah I know both you and I um, serve uh, through somatic practices um, Mm -hmm. lots of different ways but somatic meaning body-based practices of emotional releases and and breath work and different different somatic practices to release the emotional like holding your most emotions hostage like you said release the shackles from yourself. So you can truly just set yourself free. And I love how you said like seeing the value of your pain and finding the gifts and growth mm-hmm. from the pain. If you guys can ask yourself, mm-hmm. what is the gift and growth from this pain? Jot down that question. It will change your life. What are the gifts and the growth from this pain, rather than turning it into stories that will keep you stuck on the struggle bus for days, months, years? That will hold you hostage from the version of you that you're trying to become. Every Mm -hmm. single.
1: It's super tiring. I remember. I remember. I remember so vividly. I was a personal trainer at the time. And I remember each one of my clients coming in, because I would have client after client coming in, and I would go through the hash through the story of like my ex, he did this. And I would just go on and on and on about and you know, and then of course like everybody's the feeding, it, like, what? I can't believe he did that. You know, yeah. but like poor you. And so it was just kind of stroking my ego and just and honestly kindling the fire of my pain and it was just and and i realized like at one point i'm i'm like, i'm kind of tired of telling the story over and over again of like what my ex did and poor me and and it's just it can get tiring yeah. but it can be addictive because there's there's some hits that we get from it we get this people validating our pain and people you know just um, uh, feeling bad for us or we get this attention from like what our ex did and and that it feeds us but not in the way we're actually wanting it's never satisfying it might be satisfying for a moment when we're when we're telling the story and this person's getting fired up with us and we're like yeah this person like you know they see my pain and they're they're you know they're on my side with me but then that person leaves and then we need enough, not, because then we, then we settle in the pain again and it hurts and now we need to tell the story to somebody else. And then we need to tell the story. It's like, we need our fix of, of being validated in our pain, but it never actually does what we want. It doesn't get rid of it. It just feeds it and it just keeps it alive, which is though it's what we, we don't really truly want that. We want to be free from it. We want to be able to just like be able to see this person and not be activated anymore. We want to be able to, you know, not necessarily feel love and compassion. Maybe that will never come, but at least neutrality where it's like, I can be around this person and I'm, I'm okay.
0: Yeah. And And that's possible. That neutrality takes the release and it also takes practice of, I'm going to say it a million times to you guys that being able to get uncomfortable live in this space of discomfort and know that you're okay in it um Mm -hmm. and and that's a different space than than sitting in the pain right Mm -hmm. from going from comfort
1: one thing i do want to share is that we're making it very clear we are not talking about people who were very abusive Right. Physically, emotionally, those people get them out. Like you know, yeah. create the boundaries. Like do like do not be available for allowing that person to continually be in your life. Yes, um, we're talking about relationships where um, you know there there was pain. There was some things that were that were choices that were made that were really hurtful um but you know that that there is a way to be able to have this person still in your life and come to a place of neutrality or even compassion or a friendship so yeah. we're not talking about people who physically and extremely emotionally abuse like yeah. no
0: thank you for that clarity not tolerate that <laughs> for sure there's zero tolerance for that kind of that kind. yeah at all and you know whoever wrote this question about uh just feeling so much pain of doing it for the kids like don't do it for the kids do, do it for
1: yourself. yeah for you it has to be
0: it has to be,
1: it can't for- be for the kids it can never be for somebody else yeah it, can, it can't be
0: and and this person also said like my heart is breaking anytime I see my ex so yeah. so even like I, I believe it's okay to just create some distance, some space, yeah. perhaps even some boundaries. Right. On- visits around uh, giving yourself permission. If the holidays are so hard and so heavy, like decide in advance what that's going to look like for you, what that's going to feel like for you. Is there a time limit or when I, when those things mm. filling up, what am I going to give myself a timeout? Am I going to go take a drive and come back? Am I just going to like give everybody a hug and go home? Like it's okay. If your heart is breaking every time you see your ex to not get out of the car during drop-offs or yeah. not. Him or her into your house when when the kids are changing positions or whatnot it's okay we really have to honor where mm-hmm. we're at and what we're feeling specific to ourselves and everyone's situation like we said earlier with the hot sauces is different so mm-hmm. really learning how to to know what's best for you that is a practice that is really mm-hmm. this that comes with learning and, and knowing and growing yourself
1: for so sure good
0: for sure. Yeah. Do you have time for a few more? We are coming up on it.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: What okay. time are we at? We are at six o'clock. Well, okay. Or it's been an hour. So maybe uh, five or 10 more minutes if you've got it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Um. Okay. So this one's kind of the same and I already know your answer. Well, I don't, I don't know. Your answer. I can make <laughs> Um, But but I'd love to hear your perspective. It says, is it okay? (laughs) Oh, they start this question. Is it okay (laughs) to try and stay friends with my ex? I feel like my friends and family are judging me for staying connected.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. Like, first of all, we've got to we've got to block out all the noise of what other people say that you should or shouldn't do only you know what is right for you and like i'm here to break societal norms and to question question the traditions and the ways that we've been like showing up with so many different things but in as far as family dynamics go as well it's like we get to we get to create what feels best and most aligned for us. Mm-hmm. And I actually like, eaten, uh, so my ex-husband were great friends. I mean, he's like a brother to me. I, and he feels yeah. like I'm a sister to him. He's family. Yeah. He's, my children's, he's my children's father. And I, I love him. I appreciate him. I, I want him to succeed. I'm a cheerleader for him and him for me. Um, so our relationship is, is great it's, it's such a, this mutual respect. And I could not imagine it being any other way. It would just be, it would be sad, Uh, you know, to be able to not have Christmas Eve dinner with my kid's dad and my kids and my, and my lover and any other friends or family that want to be there and just have it be this great experience and not weird and awkward. Um, so there's nothing wrong with, with being friends with, with, someone. Decide for yourself what feels best for you and um, and only you know. Only you know. And, and honestly, you can be a way shower of what gets to be different as far as relationships and breakups and how that looks afterwards. Because there's been lots of people that have watched my process and and witnessed my my ex and I in our relationship, and it's giving them permission to be yeah. able to create their family dynamic that feels good for them. Yeah. So you're being an example of it gets to be different. It doesn't have to be we divorce and we have to hate each other for yeah. the rest of our
0: lives. Yes, we have to blame each other. We have to hate each other, all the things, mm-hmm. to wish mm-hmm. ill on you, all the, all yeah. the things, right? Yeah. So I have changed my view on this.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. why? Because from my experience, in my experience, now I didn't have kids, right? I didn't have a dog. I didn't have anything attaching me to this person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, I was still trying to do the, the friendship thing. Not even just mm-hmm. like, not, not any co-parenting, just all the things. Yeah still trying to be in relationship with my yeah. ex- telling myself i can separate the part of me that loves you like that from the part of me that's trying to move on and what i found after 6 months of that is that every time i left the friendship meet up and it truly was there was no hanky panky or kissing or staying of mm-hmm. none of none of that <laughs> typical thing okay. but here I go. <laughs> I'm such a like old word, um, but
1: there was, awesome.
0: there was nothing nothing physical but um emo- we know there can be a physical yeah. emotional attraction. Emotionally, I could not yeah. at that point mm-hmm. separate myself without creating serious distance. I had a distance yeah in-laws, from him, mm-hmm. from the get-togethers, from the friendships that we shared, and it was gut-wrenching. It was mm-hmm. heartbreaking if I mm-hmm. didn't do that, and it was heartbreaking yeah. if I did do that, and so so now how I feel about it is exactly what you said, is mm-hmm. I would encourage people to lean into what feels right for them right now, like we talked mm-hmm. about but also ask yourself, is like, what's my intention yeah, that's with it. this relationship? What is my intention with this relationship? And are we on the same page with that intention? Because if mm-hmm. your intention is to secretly let them, make them fall back in love with you and they're still be
1: in their life it, because you want to still be a part of that. Yeah.
0: And their intention is not that. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to create some more struggle for ourselves. So is this serving me or is this struggling me? Is this taking mm-hmm. me forward or holding me back from mm-hmm. who I am capable of being and the life that I want to create for myself? So intention, intention, mm-hmm. intention, and it's serving my highest self and be really freaking honest with yourself take time with it. And like you said, give yourself permission to change your mind.
1: Yeah. You reserve the right to change your mind. right? In one moment it feels right. And then, and then the next day it's like, "Mm, yeah, not anymore now. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so individualized and it's, it all comes down to your intention. Like, why are you keeping this relationship? Especially when there's, there's no kind of commitment as far as a pet or children to, to keep the relationship alive that's when I mean when you have children there's going to always be some type of a dynamic of relationship and so it's just kind of navigating what does that look like and what what is most in alignment for me and for my needs and you know the boundaries that I have and for you know just how the relationship is but when you don't have any type of like actual connection, and you're choosing to stay in some type of a friendship with the person, it's so individualized and it all boils down to what your intention is. My, um, Rick, my lover, he actually has stayed good friends with all of his his exes and he, has, he was never married, he was engaged, but he has stayed great friends with them because that's his personality. And yeah. he, can, he, can, he can create that disconnect of yeah. lover and, and, and have it turn into like just true friendship, but not everybody can do that, right. so. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. We always, and always go back and check yourself, right? Like Mm -hmm. whatever choices you're making, just always checking, checking in with yourself. Have I changed my stance on this? Have I changed my relationship with this for myself? Like, where am I at with this? And do I want this to look different? We can always change wherever we're at. All right. We'll give one more. We'll give a heavy hitter. We'll give a real here. This one's Uh yeah. Yeah, lean into this one. Okay, I feel shame, maybe Mm -hmm. guilt, because I know I wasn't the wife I needed to be throughout my marriage. Mm -hmm. Not at the time, but still looking back, I cringe at some of the ways I treated my ex. I just Mm -hmm. stopped thinking about how if I was better in our marriage, then none Mm -hmm. of this would have happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel this person so much. It's that should have, if I, but I saved this, did I do it? Like, so they're saying like the shame, the guilt, the things like, I can't help but thinking, like, maybe I could have done better. And this wouldn't have happened. What's your take? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, shame and guilt is so intense. Uh, So like, biggest thing is just honoring the fact that that's there in your body and Mm -hmm. and just really letting yourself just um just tune into it and just feel feel where you're feeling it in your body so you can start kind of just being with that sensation that you have in your body with with just reflecting back on on your experience and what you should have done what you could have done and and then at the same time so honoring what's here and what you're feeling in your body but at the same time just really knowing the truth that it, it, it's like, what's done is done. Yeah. And the, there really truly is no going back to change it, but you can learn from it and you can get the information in it of, okay, okay there. Like I could have done better here. And so how can I apply that to my life right now? in in the relationships that i'm in right now because all that you all that really exists is right now the past is the past it's all just memories experiences that are logged into our brain and into our tissues and our and you know into the sensations and feelings in our bodies and the future is a possibility it doesn't exist it's all just our imagination of like what could be so all that exists is right now and so being with the sensation number 1 and really truly tuning into okay what's the what's the message here like where where do i get to improve going forward for myself and for like all that are all that are in my experience right now and that are going to going to be in my experience in the future i get to be different right now and and then the other piece is really truly going through a process of forgiving that version of yourself because she he could only be who he she was to the to like the level of understanding and experience that you had been in mm-hmm. you don't know until you know and you can and there's reasons why we show up the way we do so honestly like having some some uh, reflection into like why we have the patterns that we have mm-hmm. when we go into that and i know that we both of us have been trained in really helping people to uncover and discover why they do the things that they do. Yes. Because when you, when you strip it all down, it's all tag needs met. It's yep. all like, it's all, it all strips down to like just trying to get needs met, but we do them in ways that don't really serve us or our relationships a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. But when we understand that we can have this compassion for ourselves around why we did what we did. It doesn't mean that it was right. Once again, like it doesn't, like it, it gets to be not okay. And, and we also get this opportunity for, to forgive ourselves and learn from it and then choose different going forward. But if we sit in the shame and guilt, we're, we're literally like frozen in the, yes in the old way of being. And we can't, we can't shift and change and move forward. We're, we're, we're chained down by this emotion of guilt and shame and we'll loop in that. Yes. And so when we can really truly rise above it and see it for what it is that we, we, we just didn't know and we were trying our best and we made mistakes. Yeah. And that's just welcome to being a human. Yeah. We're, we're human and we just, we make mistakes. And so learning from them, like looking at it and forgiving ourselves and then choosing not to do it again. There were so many mistakes that I, that I did in my marriage that there was so much shame and guilt. Mm -hmm. And so when I was able to look back on those versions of myself and be able to see from this lens of wanting to understand and having this compassion for her inability to be able to communicate to her needs and to be able to, um, like create boundaries, like she just, I just didn't know. And so there was choices that I made that were very painful and hurtful. And so I have, I had to look at that from this lens of, oh, okay, I forgive myself and I'm choosing to be different now going forward.
0: Oh, that's so good because shame really just paralyzes us in our pain, right? Yeah. Shame keeps us the same. Shame keeps us the same. Forgive this moves us forward, right? Yeah. And that will. So good. for you every single time to just mm-hmm. decide to shift the shame shift the yeah. shame into that forgiveness and peace. just so kind mm-hmm. that kindness peace is so important that grace for yourself like you said mm-hmm. we often don't see it until we're through it and then we go yeah. wow I had no idea that my body image issues were were popping up so heavily that it was creating issues in my marriage. Mm-hmm. I didn't because it wasn't an issue for him but it was an issue yeah. for me and that created issues for us but i didn't mm-hmm. know that i didn't know that mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. there's a lot of things i didn't know and yeah. I'm so grateful like i said earlier that i had the opportunity to uncover all those things that i could forgive myself for and then i could choose what to take forward with me instead mm-hmm. of Instead of accidentally taking that into my next relationship, mm-hmm. friendships, yeah. relationships, or, or any kind of relationship, mm-hmm. like, how great is it that our pain can show us, whoa, let's mm-hmm. be that version of ourselves? Let's mm-hmm. be this version of ourselves that's so much more healed and happy and all the things, all mm-hmm. the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was at an epic. Heartbreak Happy Hour. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. If you're watching, if you're listening to the replay, just so everybody knows the replay, well, it'll be up here on my Instagram and Reels forever, but it'll also go on Couple of Joy, the podcast next week, Tuesday, with all the show notes and all the things. So before we hop up off, Carrie, we know that this is not your account, um, that they're welcome to say hello to your own incredible partner, <laughs> but where can they get more of you? What do you have going on? How can they be have you more part of their human experience?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a podcast, Ignite, Awaken, Expand podcast. I've had you on it yeah. and I know I'll have you again because yeah. I love talking with you. Um, so yeah, that's on Spotify and YouTube. Uh, I also have a website stop called starlightcoaching.com so they could find me there. And that's pretty much it because I'm not on social media. So, um, but yeah, you could say hi to my lover. His name's Rick. He's a really cool guy. That's the, that's this, um, this Instagram page that, uh, that, that I'm on right now. Um, but yeah, if you want to find me, you can find me in those places.
0: Amazing. I love that about you that you were just I mean, you did that a couple years ago where you were like, I just social is not the way that I serve and you honor that. And it's just so beautiful for you. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much for coming on here. I love you. I adore you. you. Ah. So much gratitude. And thank you, Rick for letting Carrie. (laughs) beautiful soul and gifts with us here in this space you guys join us next week for our last heartbreak happy hour of the summer and don't forget to go out into the world shine your light bright and love yourselves healthy see you later love you love. Yeah. bye, bye for and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon.